train train sixteen coaches long train train sixteen coaches long Well, that long black train got my baby in screw around you know and on today uh, today what would have been his 87th birthday january 8 1935 elvis Presley was born a twin jesse garen his brother was still born a man who was a twin came on to be probably the most unique and world-changing entertainer the world has ever known arguably find somebody different i know there'll be people that'll say michael jackson sinatra we can go down the list of people but to be in the top three, top five, top ten of all time. I mean, you've got you've got greats out there, great entertainers, great writers, William Shakespeare, people that will go on through through history and their names will be remembered. And Elvis Presley's one of them. And why is that? Um, because he brought something unique to the world. And there's a lot of Elvis impersonators out there. And of course, I never I never think of myself as one of those. I think of myself not even really as a tribute artist. I'm just a really huge fan who loves the music. And the, the music, if you talk to most Elvis fans, the music speaks to them in a way that um, I think we understand how the music spoke to Elvis. And Elvis wasn't one to, he wasn't one to be so concerned about the lyrics to a, to a song. And he went through his career feeling that that he never really sang a worthwhile song. I mean, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. It's it's just not a song that has lyrics that um, are profound. But the song itself, it it was a rock tune that you ain't nothing but a hound dog. I mean, that's just a song that when we play with our band, it just gets people up on their feet. It's like it's like jailhouse rock. Um, these are not profound lyrics, but the music, the music touches you in a way that goes right through your body from your head to your foot and makes you get up and dance. And that's what Elvis was, was about. I mean, he 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 didn't even understand what he was doing this first time on stage where he was going berserk and everybody was going crazy. He went backstage and and somebody said to him you know do you hear what's going on out there and he's like yeah what what did i do and they said i don't know but get out there and do it again because 
He didn't really know. He was just out there and he wasn't aware of the way his body was moving. He didn't rehearse those moves. He didn't choreograph those moves. Not like today where everything is choreographed. And I was talking to a friend of mine um, the other day and we were talking about, you know, how the world has gone, you know, YouTube sensation and everybody wants to go viral and everybody's trying to put things out there in, in the world that will make them a star. So what are they doing? They're, um, they're faking it. Uh, years ago, there was a video about a, a girl who was uh, doing a, a handstand in her apartment and she fell over and knocked over a table and this candle flipped over and it was a very comical video. And my daughter showed it to me and I looked at it and I said, that's, that's staged. That's not really happening. And um, they said I was crazy. They said, that's clearly what happened. This person, I said, first of all, why would the person be filming themselves doing a handstand? But also it just, it just reeked of being fake. And I don't know why I was able to pick up on it. And a year later, the person was on, I believe it was Jimmy Kimmel. And after it had, you know, 50 million views or whatever, she came on and admitted that it was fake and she, she staged it. And I think we live in a society right now where everything is, is staged. Uh, Elvis felt the music. And I'm going to keep this podcast very short because it's really my, my tribute to Elvis on his birthday, 45 years after the man died. Um, and that's because of the music, the music, what it does, what it makes you feel from your head to your toes. And it wasn't about what was being said, like, like I said, with Hound Dog, or it was that feeling. And we've, we've sort of lost that a little bit with music, um, at least with rock and roll. I know there's a lot of dance music out there. And, 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 um, but even that dance music, they've had to sort of cloud the lyrics with some lyrics that if you really listen to what they're saying, they're kind of nasty. Um, like I was saying with, 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 um, movies and television the other day. And I don't, I don't really understand. I don't, I don't get the, uh, the notion why everything has to be, um, negative, why we can't just, uh, enjoy the music. And I think we, we, we try and do that with, um, the mutant Kings. We try and bring in this, uh, this feeling, this, this vibe that's just, you know, um, good, clean fun, just good, clean music. And, and, uh, as we move forward with the band this year, we want to add more music like that, that when you, when you hear it, it takes you back to a time, how music can actually transport you back into a time or an event or a feeling or a place. And that's, that's important. And if you keep those, those moments positive, then the music will take you back to those positive mo moments. And, if you keep those moments negative, then the music will take you back to those negative moments. And um, I think that Elvis brought a natural music tendency to his performances. And that is a key difference between what I see today, even though the music can be cool to listen to, I think just now we look at things and say, is it staged? Is it real? Is that person really feeling it? Is the music manufactured? Are there people sitting in a room that's saying, this is what we're going to do because this is what works and this is what sells. I have friends of mine in the country music field and they complain about how country music has changed and it's not, it's not country anymore. It's like country pop. And 
who's writing it? Is it being written by a team of songwriters or is it written by the artist? Um, Elvis didn't write any music. Frank Sinatra didn't write any music. They were performers. And writing music is very difficult. And and Paul McCartney wrote a, you know, a bunch of hit songs in his career and John Lennon and uh, Springsteen and Barry Manilow and Neil Diamond. And a lot of these guys were were songwriters. Some of them, Neil Diamond was a songwriter before he was a performer. But suddenly in today's world, like every country artist is a, is a songwriter and, and, um, and maybe they are, maybe they're writing all these songs, but also there's, there seems to be a, a manufacturing machine behind a lot of these songs um, that makes you wonder, uh, is it, is it being, is it all being choreographed? And it makes it harder to break into the business because if you're not, as I say, the same thing with filmmaking, if you're not, if you're not in and they're, if they are creating a certain bubble and you're not in that bubble, you can't break in. When Elvis came on the scene, there was no rock and roll bubble. So he just created it. And maybe that's what people have to do now. Like in the filmmaking world, I was talking to another friend of mine yesterday and we realize it's very impossible to break into the bubble. So we want to do sort of what Elvis did and make your own bubble. And it's one of the hardest things to do because everybody tends to follow the trend. So they tell you how to do things. They tell you how to make a film. They tell you how to make music. If you want to have a hit, do this. And then everybody's doing that. So you're not unique. So the only way to really make it is to do what this man did and be unique. And when you do that, you're going to be faced with obstacles and people telling you, you can't do that because it's not, it's not what's going to sell. I have another friend of mine who made, who makes movies and, um, he makes these, he makes very violent films. And I told him, why are you doing that? He says, cause that's what everybody's doing. And it's going to make money. And he kind of went through his whole career trying to make these movies. And I saw one of his movies once and he had this very uh, sentimental scene between the murderer and his, um, granddaughter to open the movie. And I said, you should focus on that. And he was like, eh, I don't think I like that scene. I think I want to take it out. And it was, it was interesting because it gave the, it gave the, the, the character a personality. It gave him um, a feeling, some, some motivation, but he was afraid that it was going to detract from what he was looking to do, which was sell this overseas based purely on the violence, he felt it slowed down the movie. And he may have been right. Um, he did make a few bucks on the film. It did go, you know, and, and make him a few dollars. But would it have been a better film and would it have gone further if he left the, or if he even chose that path for his career? Uh, just to be different, just to break out of the mold. And it's, it's the hardest part of all of this is to break out, be different, be natural, and be true to who you are. That's why it's almost impossible to do and why these icons become who they are. Because they are different. They don't try to be different. They are different. They're naturally gifted. They come along at the right place at the right time. And they're a gift to us. And... Whether you like the music or whether you don't, 
as artists that I'm not a big fan of, but I can recognize the talent and, and the ability and the gift that they bring to their audience. So with that, I just want to say uh, I'm not a big fan of, of posting happy birthdays to dead celebrities. And, you know, I have people post on Facebook, happy birthday to people who have been gone a long time. Um, I don't think Elvis is looking at Facebook and he's probably not watching this podcast, but I do want to say thanks for all the music and all the years and, and uh, all the great tunes and 40, 45 years of music. I know I have a lot of noise in the background. It's my dog drinking water and the boiler comes on. But I think in the last 45 years, there's a lot of lost music that it would have been nice to hear had Elvis survived. Would have been very interesting to see the music that Elvis would have put out if he had survived at least another, even another decade. You know, you got to think that the, uh, you know, the jumpsuits, the Vegas era Elvis, he wore the jumpsuits. Um but that was coming to an end. Uh, he wore the cape with the jumpsuits, I think, from 1971 to 1974, and then he stopped. And they got to believe that the, the jumpsuit era was going to come to an end, too. And the world will never know what Elvis would have done next. Because the 50s Elvis is different from the 60s Elvis, and that's different from the 70s Elvis. And the world was robbed of the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s Elvis. But... Anyway, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next podcast soon.